Welcome back. Welcome back to the Trading Triangle. Hope everybody had a great week of trading. I'm here with my friends Sean and Kay. We are live live streaming on both YouTube and on X. Thanks for joining and be sure to subscribe and smash the like button, of course, if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, Kay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's amazing. Thanks for hosting again, Nate. It's Absolutely. fun as usual. Nah, good stuff. Good stuff. Sean, how about you? Feeling right today? Yeah, feeling really good. I'm looking forward to the week ahead. Can be lots of anticipation, I think. So yeah, at least for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Big big Neo week, right? So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and then lots of lots going on. Last week of earnings, really, right? Not a lot more. Loved it. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into that. Um, lots of good information coming. Lots of charts. So before we get to it, quick disclaimer: just remember, this is not financial advice. We are three non-professionals just doing our thing, preparing each week for trading, looking at charts and sharing our ideas for educational and entertainment purposes only. So uh, yeah, do you do your own due diligence, of course, but uh, appreciate you tuning in and hopefully you get some uh, good value out of the, the stream every week. So with that, let's start looking at some charts and get right into it. First, of course, as always, we're going to take a look at last week and how things went. How are you guys feeling about last week? Any big trades jump out for you? Well, I think uh, the software companies, they were phenomenal last week. So not sure if you guys were looking at the different software companies, but some of the stocks were up 30%. Like one of the stock called UiPath was up 30% in one day after reporting earnings. CRM, and we're going to touch upon CRM just a little bit for what we predicted last week. Uh, but yeah, the software companies did amazingly well. You pick anyone and they were like up like 8, 10%, 12% on just Friday itself. Yeah, that's huge. What, what about you, Sean? Yeah, I think for me, fintech kind of stepped, uh, stood out. Um, things like SoFi and PayPal, so we'll touch on one of them later on. Um, having a good move, which is nice to see. Been a bit beaten down recently, haven't they? So, but yeah, generally the market felt pretty good this week, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I've got I've got negative sentiment on SoFi. We will talk about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. D- definitely interesting week. You see Google, Meta, and Nvidia, not not the best weeks there, but other names, yeah, moving on up. So um like to see it looking at the VIX down with the twelve sixty-three number, like the twelve handle alone is insane. Um I personally think this is a great time. If you had great returns for the year. Take advantage of this low volatility, buy some protection. I, I did that. I bought some VIX calls uh, last week just to kind of add some downside protection, protect the gains from the year. And uh, if you had a solid year, yeah, th- it's really cheap to to get in on the VIX right now. Um, but yeah, SPY, the the diamonds. Look at the diamonds. DIA up 2.7%. That's a massive move. But you guys know me by now. The biggest thing that jumps off this chart is IWM, those small caps, getting after it. We talked about it down at 170, and now 170 is like in the rearview mirror, up at 184, pushing 185. Um, just a huge move. And if we're going to get you know movement across the board and we're going to get um, strength in the economy, we want to see it showing up in the small caps. So I'd love to see it. Any, any thoughts on the, the big index, indices this week, you guys? I think um, just being the uh, SPY being flat versus I think the the cake was taken by the small caps here, IWM at 4%. That's it's huge. And, you know, Bitcoin, this is an, this number of Bitcoin I didn't update it this morning. I'm just now noticing it's surging. Like uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bitcoin is pushing 38, 39K. So 
Uh, last week brought you know Marathon Digital, and that was up twenty percent for the week. That was a great trade, and uh, looking for maybe more upside if Bitcoin can keep pushing. I don't know if you guys can check out what the current price is on in Bitcoin. I'm doing that right now. Yeah, the, the miners have started catching up and moving, so this, it's been great to see. It's 39,555. There you go. I mean, it's pushing 40K, you guys. So that marathon trade, I'm still in it, and it's it's still pumping higher. So really like to see it. We are in the greed section of the fear and greed index. Um, I, I think that's kind of fine right now. We've got... Uh, you know, money managers trying to catch up on the year. Any, any guys have any thoughts, Sean? What do you think about the fear and greed? I think because uh, the week we've had has been a bit, bit bullish, a bit sideways. But considering a week ago is exactly the same spot, at least that's what I can see there. I think that's quite good. I think at least going forward for momentum for the rally, the Santa rally as they call it, um, going into the end of the year. So it's nice to see it agreed and not accelerating too massively into the ex extreme greed, which we could see in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Yep, no, I agree. Kay, any additional thoughts there? No, I think you guys covered it pretty well. Solid. Keep it rolling. Look at earnings. About the last week of earnings, I would say it's like not much to to really look at, except there are a few big names here. Sean, you got Neo Tuesday before the open. I know we like to, you know, throw throw all of our Neo conversation your way. What is the big thing you're looking for, or, or should we wait till we get to the charts? Um, I mean, just a bit of financial stability within the company would be good. Uh, just yeah. a, a bit of, um, you know, a bit more outlook for 2024 would be nice. Um, and just, I don't know, really, just a little bit more stability within the company itself. It's been a bit wavy this year with deliveries and obviously R&D and all that kind of stuff. But a, a nice, solid look into 2024, just general outlook, I would say. But yeah, earnings-wise, that's kind of all I'm looking at this week. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Kay, what are you watching this week? I actually have a lot to this week as well. So we have GitLab that we are covering today. Nice. We have covered GitLab a couple of times previously. Uh, I have MongoDB, Sentinel-1 yep. on Tuesday. Then we are, I'm looking at, uh, though I'm I'm not a big fan of ChargePoint, but I do look at ChargePoint from an EV uh, standpoint. And then the two ones, the big ones are Broadcom and Lululemon. Uh, and then I'll throw DocuSign in there as well. So a lot of interesting stuff going on. What about C3AI on Wednesday after close? Definitely interesting. Yes. I mean, oh, GameStop. Yeah, GameStop and Chewy. I mean, for me, I'm just kind of like, you know, whatever. But uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of interest. You know, I don't really trade either of those names. Um, but <clears throat> I think GameStop is, is obviously going to get a lot of attention. C3AI, I'm really curious about because obviously, because everything going on with AI and that name has, has had some major moves in both directions. So. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Last week we had Marvell, right? And we talked about Marvell uh, either you know breakthrough resistance or tank. And what did it do? It it, it fell off to the bottom end of its range, right? So um, good to pay attention to earnings. Good to stay ahead of these things. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you got on GitLab there. Okay, we'll keep it rolling, keeping it rolling. Looking at the spy chart. So first one up, as always, we've got some positive things going here. The 20 day moving average crossing above the 50, right? Um, pushing up towards the 460 level, call it for SPY, and uh, trying to make new highs, right? New recent highs push higher. And um, we got a little bit of a pullback. We called for it last week, and I mentioned that, um, but didn't really get the full pullback to 450, 452. Um, just kind of barely touched it. So I don't know. I feel like maybe we could still see that happen before continuation higher. Um, thoughts on this week, Kay? 
Um, I think this week should be should not be that volatile, considering that we have the um, interest rate decision coming up next week. Um, All right. However, uh, we do see a lot more optimism in the options market, uh, especially on 12.5, 12.6, 12.7, where the put to call is between 1.13 to 1.37. There are some hedging going on on Friday, which is 2.47. But I wouldn't read that too much into it, considering SPY has an options contract expiring every single day. Um, Yeah, but I think I'll wait for next week, honestly, to really see how the SPY performs. Um, so kind of a wait and see spot for you for this coming week, given yeah, yeah, especially from a spy at. standpoint to see the trend and um, and if next week goes well as predicted by most folks that we won't get an interest rate hike uh, with the inflation numbers coming up and Jerome Powell speaking the following day, I think if if that is in line, then you probably will see the new um, all time not the all time high, but uh, you could see higher leg up from here onwards with spy. Unless you get a surprise, black swan event, anything can happen, then then nobody can predict that. But that is a general trend for the, the Santa rally. Yeah. What do you think, Sean? I think Did we, we could, uh, I think we could, I, th- I said it last week, I think being sideways would be the best for the market. We've kind of had that. Um, you mentioned, obviously, the recent kind of peak up on Friday, which is interesting. Uh, but one thing I should note there is the, the last five days have increased in volume sequentially. Um, so that's interesting. The volume's kind of coming back in, maybe towards the kind of CPI releases you mentioned, Kay. Um, but I, I, I would, if you look at the QQQ, which we've written in a minute, you can see it kind of it tells a different stories. So this one tells a, p- a potentially negative story, you know, double top, reverse back down to 451, 444, who knows? Um, but the QQQ looks like it's going to head higher. But f- for me personally, again, more sideways action would be best. Um, but you just don't know with this market, do you? It's, um, it's interesting, really interesting. It's good to see. It is good to see. I agree. Let's look at the cues then. Let's just jump ahead and take a take a quick gander at that chart. So, That's like you said, we're above right that recent uh, the the recent highs. So, making new highs. Are these all time highs? Am I, am I crazy? These are all time highs, right? Or are we trying to get back to all time highs? I still? don't think so. No, not, not no. Still trying to get there. That's right. Yeah. We're still trying to get there. These are the recent highs. See how excited I get. So three eighty seven ninety eight three eighty eight. Right, call it. Got above that held it last week so sean is that kind of what you're pointing to is that we kind of held that support and moved up yeah. off of it on friday exactly right yeah i mean it just tells a different story i mean you can kind of see a bit of a breakout trade opportunity here if, if you were looking if you were going to look at this on a five minute chart you can consider it um but yeah it just it tells a different story i think this looks a bit more bullish um whereas the other one looks a bit more bearish and they're both kind of leading the market which is just a bit strange um so yeah, I think this all head higher personally. Um, and just to your point earlier, the all-time highs are four hundred eight, so really not that far away in yeah, terms exactly. of the great, great yeah. kind of thing. So we could we could see all-time highs by the end of the year. Big claim, and I'm not saying it's not, not financial advice. You touched on it earlier on, but I, I think we we could potentially see it. Um, I think tech would lead us higher. Would make yeah. some sense, right? Like it's it been the, the market, doesn't it? Yeah, it really has been the case for a long time now. Okay, what would you add? Anything on the QQQ chart? No, I think I think you guys covered it pretty well. I think uh, the, it is much more optimistic on the Q side. We have uh, on twelve eight is one point three two put to call, so much more optimistic. It's even point nine on twelve seven, so that's that's a very interesting um, put to call ratio. But yeah, I think it's much more optimistic than spy. But I think the following week is the real week that we want to watch for these two indexes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, we're back in that kind of. 
wait and see mode. I wonder if we just chop around this week because of it. I am looking at cues if they do get get moving, targeting 397.75 to the upside. And uh, if they pull back, you know, there's that gap to fill there. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of what I'd be looking at, targeting and filling that gap down just below 380. So, all right. Interesting stuff with the cues and spy not exactly doing the same thing, but both making moves higher. Sean, I'm going to hand it over to you. You got Tesla today. All I right. know. I mean, it, it made sense, really, didn't it, with the event that happened midweek? And we'll yeah. get your thoughts on that in a second. Um, but we'll touch on the technicals first. I mean, we can kind of see a little bit of stability around that 20 and 50 moving average, which is the light blue line and the middle blue line. I've gone for a blue theme, as you can see. I'm, I'm always changing it up. I like blue. <laughs> um, but I, I like this price action, though, because it's kind of moved up to the top of the trend line and it's come back down. Um, and it's kind of testing that kind of moving averages, and it could easily come back down to the kind of trend line. But I think the, the solidarity it shows kind of throughout the chart at these levels, I think we could see a nice little push off of it. And we kind of have seen that already on Friday, as you can see, nice little push off of the two moving averages. So ultimately here for me, I'd be sitting on my hands and waiting for a break of trend line. Um, but I don't see any reason why you couldn't get in now, or at least add now if you're on a longer position. Kay, I want to get your thoughts on that. In terms of long position, would you add here? Um, but generally, before we jump into that, what are your thoughts on the, on the cyber trap? Because I don't like it personally, but I know loads of people love it. Loads of people pre-ordering and all that kind of stuff. Um, but would you drive one? So, but let's start with Nate because Nate owns a Model S. Why, do, why doesn't Nate tell us first what he thinks about cyber trap? All right, all right. So this, you guys are funny. Um, I, I love that we're talking about this. First of all. I own a 2013 Model S. I'm going to drive it till the wheels fall off or the battery bricks or whatever, right? And it, and I, I put 168,000 miles on the thing um, is where it's at right now. So drives great. It's like the best purchase I've ever had. So from that standpoint, I have nothing but positive things to say about buying a Tesla vehicle. It's been a great experience for me. Um, the Cybertruck, I think it's, it's like super interesting. It's not my style. Like I don't like driving huge trucks and SUVs. So you won't see me buying one or driving around one. But the second I can get in one and t- and drive it, like some friend of mine or what have you, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I want to check it out. Like I'm really excited to check it out. I am curious how much of a seller it's going to be, but I don't know if that necessarily is the biggest. Um, kind of point here. I think it's getting a lot of attention. Whether you like it or you don't like it, we're talking about it, right? So I think that's kind of the big thing here. But yeah, um, I don't know how much it's going to add to the bottom line. It will be interesting to see. The price point was interesting, right? Like it's pretty expensive, but it wasn't like, you know, 120K expensive. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think in my personal opinion, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's not something that you will buy that car to go to grocery with, right? You're not going to do grocery in Cybertruck. I mean, you can, nobody stops you, but it's, it's, a, it's a statement piece, right? It's a, like, just like you buy a statement piece in your house. There will be fans and there will be haters, but you will get the eyeballs regardless of the fact. Um, and as yeah. they say, the beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. For some people, it's one of the most beautiful cars. For others, it will be the ugliest car. So that's that's my take. I'm not getting one, though. That's for sure. <laughs> no, nope. not a big fan. No, but touching on the advertising you mentioned there, Nate. I mean, it's kind of advertising Tesla itself, isn't it? Rather than him actually paying for adverts, because he's always been against that. Elon, I mean, 
Oh yeah. This is, this yeah. is part of the marketing is just, you know, without paying for marketing, this is how they, they advertise for sure. I think there's a lot of brilliant strategies behind it all. Um, and the event itself, right. Got everybody talking about Tesla big time this week. So, uh, I think the chart here, getting back to the chart is at a very interesting spot, given the moving averages kind of providing support. It rejected again, though, off that trend line to the upside, right? Like, just swinging it back to these technicals that that to me makes me real hesitant to go long because I feel like maybe we're just going to see another, you know, resistance point there as we get back up to that trend line. So um, that's what I'm really watching for is a break of that trend. And if we get through that, then for sure, I'll be um, a little bit more excited for a near term trade for a longer term trade. I think you guys are hitting it on the head as well to just use that phrase again. And uh, it, it might be a good opportunity to maybe take a nibble here, but um, yeah, Tesla is endlessly fascinating, right? And last week was another example of that. Exactly right, yeah. And Kay, would you agree with adding here for a longer term in terms of... Yeah, I mean, for, for me, the I tend to add when, especially we are around the 200 to 210 level, that's mm. where I tend to add to my longer position. But at um, being in, in the options side, what I tend to do is I generally tend to open options out maybe two months out, maybe a month, month and a half, 45 days out to get those uh, nice premiums. So for now, I'm targeting the January 19th um, from a trade standpoint. But from longer term, I will still wait to see how the trend line and you know, the trend can, you know, we can have a breakdown. But my most of the times I tend to add between 200 to 210. That's my area where I tend to nibble more and add to my long-term position. Nice. Cool. Good stuff. Keeping it going? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so where do I start on this chart? Um, so I haven't had Neo for about a month, I think, just because nothing's really been happening. You can see it in the price action there. It's just going to be trending down. Um, but I, I was looking at the chart on Friday thinking I've got to find something on here for Sunday because obviously the earnings are coming up. <laughs> and I found a possible RSI divergence. Now, I don't know if you agree with this, if you see the same sort of thing, if you would even trade on it or, or think about it. Um, but that will keep it quite simple, really, this week. But we've got earnings on Tuesday. And obviously, like you say, most weeks, okay, it's a binary event. It goes up 10%. It goes down 10%, you know, hypothetically. Um, but that is kind of going to tell a tale, I think, for the future, at least for the next couple of months until the next earnings report. If we break above that trend line, we could see a move towards 10, 12, whatever. Um, if we break down below the $7 mark, we, we could be seeing a 6, 5, again, whatever. Um but I just want to see what your reaction was on the, the RSI divergence, because in the past, it has proven to be a very fruitful um, indicator, should we say. But then going into earnings, does that really matter? Um, but yeah, I'm going to hand over to you guys, see what you think on this. But that's my observation for Neo this week, heading into earnings. What do you think, Kay? Um, I actually was wondering if um, we can do like a map with Tesla and Neo, because I remember... I don't know when that divergence started happening, but back in the day, you, your Tesla stock price and Neo stock price would pretty much do a match, right? I'm not sure if we can do that now or not, but um, that'll be interesting to see. Now, in terms of um, the binary event, which is earnings, I think it's not really the earnings per se itself. I think the future guidance is where, um, you know, I think yeah. it, will, it will lie. And if you can see the last candle is a doji candle, which predicts which shows that the market is indecisive so they are also waiting for the the event to happen and then take the cues from here um 
that's all I, I see over here at this point in time. Sean, I think you're getting an eye for this. Uh, the diverging? Out the diverging RSI like that. Like uh, I've been looking across charts since you mentioned a few weeks ago, and I haven't caught it myself. But yeah, this, this is really interesting here. And uh, I think that if you get a break with a break of that trend line that you've got going, mm. uh, it's just going to kind of confirm what you're thinking there, that, that, that uh, that's a good signal. I, I did not notice it, and I, you've got me really fascinated and curious about how this is going to go. It is the binary event, so do you think it's going to be really heavily determined on uh, uh, deliveries or for, you know guidance forward, or what do you think is going to be the biggest did, I think say? I think guidance and delivery, guidance, yeah, yeah. Guidance. guidance is the is the key over here for most companies. Now, um, it seems what, like it. What, one actually, we have a question from the audience um, from John. What do you mean by RSI divergence? Sean, do you want to like kind of talk about it a little bit? Yeah, of course. So you can see the two yellow lines on the screen there, and you've got the stock price with the, the yellow line kind of going down, um, and then you've got the RSI which is down the bottom there with the the yellow line going up. And obviously that contrasts. Normally what you would get is a stock price going down and the RSI going down as well. So the momentum is, is poor in the stock. But in this case, we're seeing that the, the bears are kind of getting exhausted, I suppose you could say, um, if you want to call it that. And it's kind of turning around. The momentum is kind of turning. And I, I, I pointed this out on the end phase chart not so long ago and the square chart as well um, in these calls um, previous months or whatever. Um, and they both turned. I'm not saying this one will turn. I'm just saying this is an observation I've made with the chart. But it basically, it's just kind of a change in momentum oscillator indicator. I don't know if you have a few more words on that. How? No, I think you nailed it. And uh, I think that one thing I'm curious about is with the past two times you noticed this, Sean, did we see higher highs with that RSI as well? Because here it looks like it's kind of flattening out and at that 50 you know, level. And we are getting higher lows, but not necessarily higher highs. So um curious if that's like the same similar pattern what you saw before or not something we can maybe go take a look at. But yeah. yeah, so I mean, generally, that's how the divergence would work. So it would have to set higher highs. Otherwise, it's not a divergence completely. So whenever I see it, that's kind of what I'm looking for, higher highs. Yeah, no, good stuff. And John, thanks for the question. I appreciate that. Keep those questions yeah, and comments sure. coming. We love to hear them. And if you have any... Uh, Requests for ticker symbols, we take those too, right? So anything else on this chart, Sean? No, no, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. That's kind of all I'm waiting for, really. Big Neo week. It is. And you can obviously follow or everything that I do regarding Neo on X. I'm, I'm, on, I'm quite active over there. Um, YouTube, obviously, I'll be releasing a reaction video on the Neo earnings. And I've got another one coming out due to um, profit taking and how to take profits this week as well. Um, which in this environment, I think is important. Obviously, stocks are moving up and you can't just let them go forever um, because eventually they will pull back. It's just part of how the market works. And obviously, the Substack, which I offer as well every weekend, I just choose three stocks and five bullet points for each one. It's really, really simple reading. And this week I did automotive sector, I believe. Uh, yes, automotive sector. I almost forgot there. Um, but yeah, go check that out. Really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Over to you. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. All right. We mentioned SoFi. I posted about SoFi. I think we should talk about SoFi a little bit. So uh, we got a nice move, big green candle or white candle here, you could call it, uh, on Friday after a nice move up over the past couple of weeks, actually. And you can see this kind of trend line. It is a downward trend line uh, that it's been in, or channel, I should say. 
So I, we're at the top of it again, and we did get a little bit of a wick right at the top of the, the candle on Friday. So you see the, the other line above there? That is the anchored volume weighted average price, uh, anchored VWAP. And I've started to use that. I mentioned that a, a week or two ago, you guys. And one mm -hmm. of the things I like to look at is anchoring from the recent high and seeing how price action is or also the recent lows and sometimes both and see if we get a squeeze or what's going on there. Well, here you can see that it's it, this uh, anchor view up is providing resistance and it's tracking right above the channel there, right? So yep. here we are again. And then also notice there's a bit of a volume shelf right here at about 815. Um, so that is also a little bit of point of resistance right where that anchor view up comes in. And so I'm thinking that we're going to get maybe a little bit of additional upside before we get a rejection and return back to the bottom of the channel. 643 might provide some support down here. So it might not get all the way to the bottom of the channel, but that's that's my target is a rejection and a retest down there at 643. Sean, I know we talked about this a little bit this week. What do you, what do you think about so far here? So this one I'd be looking for because it's a momentum stock, isn't it? Really, lots of uh, retail investors behind it. Kay, you might agree. Um, so we can see a big volume bar on Friday, um, and I think if we can get, I mean, it's really as simple as breaking these lines you just mentioned, and if we can get a big move through that kind of eight fifteen level and hold it. Um, I know I put my bullish hat on here a bit, but that's just how these stocks work. They get a little bit of momentum. People think, oh, okay, this one's moving, and obviously FOMO takes over. Um, but contrary to that, obviously, if we have a, like a negative market and then coming back down to that 643, or just setting a higher low in general would be my main priority. But I see it continuing. Now, I'm not being overly bullish or hopeful or anything like that. It's just how I perceive this stock in the past. I mean, you can see it in the chart here back in May. Once it moves, it, it can move with a bit of momentum. It can really get going. I mean, I, I, so I, I think. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah, you're good. I'm sorry. I yeah, think yeah, I, yeah. Mind, I glitched out a little bit on. Yeah, um, I, I think I also glitched out a little bit here. Um, oh, okay. We got K back. I, All right, we go have, ahead, Kay, we have some. Say? We have some major volume, at least I would say, uh, at least uh, the way I'm looking at my chart. So this is the biggest volume bar that we have, apart from one at seven seventeen. The next big volume bar is uh, is at eight thirteen. But the next level, which is also about, I would I'm sorry, the 783 is the second big one. And the third one is 813. So we still see, we can still see a lot more buying coming in, in SoFi till that level. Now that does, does that hit your anchor VWAP at it about does. eight? It does. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting because then the volume dies down drastically. Uh, still there, but it dies down. And then, of course, you know, we have much weaker uh, at the, uh, you know, levels above but i won't go there i think 813 will be the will be the key here all right well i'm i'm looking at the same level sorry sean i think it glitched right in the end of what you were saying there i didn't quite catch it but i'm guessing you're you're looking for a breakout there right like this is this is a key spot and when it does get moving yeah. i think you're saying it really gets moving right exactly and, right i'm assuming i'm thinking of a, a break of this line and probably a break of that vwap yeah, and then it's gonna if you get that break, I mean nine dollars is well in sight, and a dollar that's basically a dollar move, and a dollar move in an eight dollar stock is significant, right? That's a mm. uh, what is that like twelve and a half percent roughly, right? So uh, nothing to sneeze at there. Um, yeah, I, it matches with my eight forty three with the fib level as well, so that's interesting. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, nice. 
Get some confluence. So yeah, SoFi. I mean, I know it's a lot of people's favorite and um, long term. K, I think, and you know, you're a fan, yep. of course. But uh, in the short term, I'm, I've got a short trade, so hopefully, I don't get too much hate for that. But I got to trade the chart as I see it, right? And we'll we'll talk next week. <laughs> All right. Keep uh, trading. We'll keep trading. There's no, there's no <laughs> harm in trading. Good stuff. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, Arista Networks, Anet. We've talked about this one a number of times. Kay, I think you've covered it. I've covered it. Yep. This, is a, this is a favorite. And a nice trend line here. Got the break of two, above the 216.29 high, and which I love to see. You think it pushed all the way up to 223 and change. And now we've got a retest of 216.29. Also note the 20-day moving average is right there. So providing a little bit of support along with the trend line. So if we can get that trend line to hold with that 20-day, it's, this is three points of uh, support all in the right, right in the same area, right? 215, 216. Um, I'm looking for a continuation higher with this as a great entry point to get in. Um, so, yeah, whether it's uh, trading in the commons or maybe taking an options position, I like this entry point here. Um, what do you think, Kay? I know you've, you've had this chart up in the past. Have you been looking at Arista recently? And yeah. Th- yeah. Th- so, Nate, this is one of those regretful plays that, you know, you, you could see it. <laughs> But you did not enter it, and then all you can do is just wait and see. This shakeout, this big shakeout right here in uh, October was, yeah, I think it, it knocked a lot of people out of this trade. Yeah, and um, um, I mean, Arista Network. I think we, I think the first time we talked about Arista Network was, I would say, somewhere in August, September. Yeah. Right. That's when we we actually discussed Arista on our channel, and then it was on my radar, but I just never pulled the plug. And then I'm just on the sidelines watching this. This is one of Power those. Higher. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it goes, you know. I think, Kate, if you wanted to get in here, this is not a bad spot to, to take a partial position, you know, kind of a thing because of where all the, the support is coming in. Sean, you're, you're a breakout trader. This looks like a breakout trade to me. I always label you with that. I know you're far more diverse than that, but I like to go to you for these. So what are your thoughts? On, on uh, I do do have a famous name. No, I like this. Um, I, I do because you've got three kind of points of confidence. There. Obviously, you've got the support resistance. You've got the moving average and the trend line. You could also say four as well with the volume profile coming in nicely at about 216 level which is nice to see. Although yeah. the levels are not quite exact, um, I would just treat this as more of a trend um, trade, if that makes sense. So you can see the trend is obviously up. It's following this trend line, and it's been kind of following that in the, quite closely within the last what, two months. Is that yeah, two, about a month and yeah, a half? Back. Um, yeah. So I would just be looking for a continuation move. Now, the only point that I, the only thing that would alarm me here is the three topping candles, which is where the wicks are quite large uh-huh. from the top within the last week and a half um, there thereabouts just to provide the extra kind of worry about resistance but likewise if we get a bit of momentum and the market's good and we push through that then that again would be a continuation of the trend and i would like to follow that up but i, I really like this one i've written it down my pad and uh 26 to 2016 216 is my level that i've written so uh, yeah thank you nate once again that's how I think I my know. only con- my only concern uh, over there is the volume really dies down, right? It's th- like there there aren't that many buyers at that level for the stock. Mm. Yeah, if, if I got Sean to write it down though, then I've done a good job of bringing a good chart <laughs> for the week. So that's I think honestly, I think honestly, you bring up a, a breakout trade every week, and I'm just like, fantastic. <laughs> hey, I got one for you too today. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I've got my watch list that I go through religiously every week. I mean, there's a ton of charts and this is what I come up with. So I'm glad that it's working for you. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, Kay, anything else you would add or Sean before we keep it going to Kay's charts? I'm good. I think we covered no, this good. one, right? Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in on X, whether you're checking out the live stream on my channel or over on Wolf Financial. You can catch me in both spots quite often. I really enjoy uh, working with Wolf uh, on his newsletter, for example. I published another one today and uh, published every, weekly, every week for him, as well as I got my own newsletter at Traders Education. So be sure to check that out. And big things coming as well for my savvy trader portfolio. So We'll get that added to the list here, but that's really where a lot of focus is going to go. You can be able to see all of my positions and how I trade my portfolio. And um, yeah, good things are coming. So stay tuned for that. And with that, Kay, what do you got this week? Start well, with CRM. Well, yeah. So CRM, we're going to touch it just for a second because last week we talked about the reported earnings. All SaaS companies that were reporting earning last week, they just blew it out of the waters. Um, we talked about that either you would have a gap up or gap down. Most software companies do that, especially for earnings. We actually saw the gap up. Our, uh, 238, believe, was the, the all-time high. It's 263. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing uh, how you, know, uh, you could have benefited. But again, this is a binary play. So we're going to skip on this one. We're not going to spend too much time. This is, um, I'm not trading a CRM. This is more like a long-term position. I would want to get in at some point in time, but I have some better ones for the next slide. Love to see that move up though, yeah. All right, so this is, could be a breakout, could be a breakdown. Uh, this is GitLab. Uh, they are going to report earnings. I believe it's it's on Monday, if I'm not wrong. Um, the general implied move is about 15 to 16, 17%. So let's say for our easy math is about $8. The stock is at around the 45. So you're looking at a breakout. If that happens would be around the 60 level mark. And then if the breakdown happens, it will bring it down back to the 43, which is your, uh, what 20 day, 20 moving average between 20, 50 moving average. But what is interesting in this chart, if you see, on the FIB level, we have 53.88 as our resistance, where it got rejected so many times. Yeah, the number of times. Right? Numerous times. The difference this time, and, and you see the volume starts dying down at those levels. There's, there's not much volume happening. But what is interesting this time is you are coming to that resistance level during an earning which was not the case in previous times, apart from when we had a similar situation last earnings and see they got rejected. Now, one of the interesting things that is happening, and I've been, I've been studying a lot of these SaaS companies, their EPS and their revenue, they generally are meeting them or beating them. They have not missed it, at least in the last five, six, seven, eight earnings reports. You can go check it out. Actually, I'll be posting a video on my YouTube channel about GitLab. Um, and they have had a phenomenal track record apart from a couple other uh, software companies. So I think as long as they meet their or they can beat their EPS and revenue, we could see a breakout here. Now, will they be able to sustain it? That's to be seen. But I did cover it over here that the revenue for this company is going to be about $141 million. So from a software standpoint, this is about, I, if I'm not wrong, I think it's about seven or nine billion dollar company so that's a pretty decent revenue they're bringing up for a quarter and um, something to be watched this is also an ai play 
So if you are looking to add software companies in your portfolio, this could be one of the candidates to be. It's also an AI play. It's also in the DevOps SaaS side. So very, very interesting chart that I, I see like, and even though the RSI and both the MACD, uh, at least the RSI is very close to its oversold territory, oh, sorry, overbought territory. But I do think that the binary event would have an impact on this stock price. We could see a breakout over here um, to the next level, which I would say about 61.39. That's what I'm looking at. Okay, this reminds me of Marathon Digital, just from a chart you know, look, where it's been consolidating, trading in this range, and then waiting for that breakout and then big move, you know, continuing higher. So, you know, we may not get the big move up, but it's setting up for a potential, right? Like kind of similar setup, it looks like. Um, after kind of setting a low, then pulling up and consolidating for a minute, very similar pattern. Um, I, I haven't really had GitLab on my radar until you started talking about it. So much like Sean, uh, I appreciate you bringing this one up because now it's squarely on my watch list and uh, I'll be checking out earnings this week. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, much the same, really. I mean, looking for this one for a breakout or a breakdown. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say it twice. You've got a nice range there. I'm looking for it to kind of come up with that range and hopefully retest it. But obviously with earnings, you probably won't get a retest just because of the euphoria of the, the results of the earnings. Um, so for some example, if it does go up to kind of 60-odd, you probably won't see it come back down to 52 straight away at least. Um, but, yeah, I, I think playing this on the shorter term um, time frame, so the five and the 15 minute would probably be my thoughts behind this one. A bit more of a day trade, one or two, one or two days with this one. But yeah, no, I've written it down on my list already. So I'm looking forward to this one. Tomorrow night, is it? Earnings? Uh, I think it's Monday. I think it's after yeah. it on Monday. Yeah. Cool. Lovely. Lovely. 5480. Man, like half a dozen times that thing's rejected at 5480. I know, right? It, it's... And, and I feel like at some point in time, after hitting a resistance so many times, you would see that there would come a time that they would break that resistance. It's not the first time they're hitting that resistance. Yeah. And you have the event, which is... And just to add to the last point before we jump to the next one is, if you look at all the SaaS software companies that were uh, last week, pretty much everybody had a big gap up. So if that mm -hmm. momentum continues... I think there's a lot more enthusiasm because when the year started, what happened was that in a higher interest environment, software companies, they tend to perform badly, but we have had a higher interest environment for the, for, for the, for the bulk of the year. And the companies are now starting to adjust their expectations. And even the companies who buy these software enterprises that buy these softwares, they are also trying to adjust. See, remember, um, the IT spend on software companies, uh, for most companies is more, less than 10%. Uh, and this is a data that came out from uh, Amazon CEO mentioned it in the latest interview. So there's a lot of room for to run, especially for companies who have not moved to cloud yet. So something to keep in mind. I've got a question for you, Kay. Do you think this is potentially driving the IWM? Is it I like, don't know. I, I, I should be impacting it at all. Obviously, it's moving up quite a lot. And we've had a lot of um, SaaS earnings reports recently, and it, obviously it's moving that could, it, so. yeah, that could be. I actually don't track IWM that closely. Maybe yeah, I, I wonder. Be. I wonder what the percentage of uh, IWM small, you know, the, all those small caps are, mm. are in SaaS. Is, that's what you're getting at, right, Sean? Yes, like, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. That that's worth looking into. Maybe maybe we should actually discuss that next week and see. Let's let's do the research and see what we find out. That's that's an interesting point. Yeah, I like it. 
All right, what else you have, Kay? All right, the next one is uh, Sean's favorite. <laughs> I'm not gonna, but but see, but but here's the thing, right? So what Sean funny. brought it up, and and it is very interesting. Uh, Exxon Mobil is because Sean's predictions are actually coming true. Now, Sean, if yep. you see here, yep. we have this very tight range, and I don't know. I I saw on Friday what happened was that um, I watched the last two minutes of the the order flow. There was such a big fight at 102.97 to 103.103.2. Sorry, 103.02. And eventually the stock ended at 102.99. So last two minutes, that was a big fight between the buyers and seller. So I think this is a, definitely a breakout or breakdown at as soon we hit the, um, the, the range. It's getting tighter. But there is a, definitely a very heavy buying that comes at 102. Um Interestingly, while doing the research, I also found that, and, and this is this is a news to me, that Venezuela is having a referendum to start a war with Guyana. And ExxonMobil has a lot of uh, investment, and they actually have, I think, five or seven billion dollars worth of um, investment over there where they do get the revenue from Guyana. So if we have another break war breaking out over there, that could, of course... Hit the stock price in the short term, which will impact trading. But I think long term, I think we should still be good. Uh, if it's in a long term portfolio, I don't see this as a problem. Uh, but that's that's an interesting one. Even on the weekly, you can see I put it at the bottom of the chart here. That trend line is still being respected on the weekly. But you do see on the daily there it breaks down, but then pulls back up the next day or the same day itself. Yeah. I, uh, we'll go ahead, John. Okay, so what you're saying is I haven't. My prediction hasn't actually played out yet, though. I mean, it's looking good, but it hasn't actually played out. Um, but one thing I would add on to that, and Nate, you might follow this, is the ATR, which is the average true range. You can see it in the chart. It's not on the chart, but you can see it in the chart. It's a lot tighter, a lot smaller. Which normally when that happens, it's leading up to a, a potential move. Um, Nate, I don't know if you agree with me on that and with your yep. experience behind you there. Um, but I know you like ATR, that's why I bring the name up there. Um, but generally, I, I still feel pretty good about my 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 prediction, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's what I want to say. The ATR possibilities there. Yeah, I like it. The tightening of the range means you know that we're getting some consolidation here, and it's going to allow for a break in one way or another. So kind of in line with what we've been talking about, and or you two have really been talking about here. So it does look pretty heavy. It does look heavy. A lot of those upper wicks and what have you. So I am. Um, I've been on on the record talking about energy here for the last couple of months, and ah man, I am running out of patience. But I keep watching uh, XLE at eighty two fifty. That's the key level. XLE breaks eighty two fifty, and all bets are off in my opinion in the sector. But we're well above it right now, so um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, X XOM, and and I, I love that you bring it up, and I love the inside jokes there. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen. <laughs> ExxonMobil is one of the stocks that I trade on a weekly basis. So this is something that I'm pretty, you know, uh, yeah, involved with. Yeah. So, yeah, this definitely is one of the ones that we, I think uh, it's, it's a good to watch. Also, it gives a good uh, indication for the energy sector itself. Speaking yeah. of where we can find you weekly. Yes, you can find me on Twitter or X. As you say, I, I make this mistake every single week. And I do have a YouTube channel as well. You can follow me there where we I cover a lot of stock analysis and weekly trades. And then, of course, I also have a sub that you can subscribe to.
all good stuff you guys this is a great week yet again a lot of great charts we're coming to the end of the year and there's no no shortage of possibilities and, and opportunities so i love it uh i'm getting even more active i feel like in the last week and then heading into this week i'm far more prepared than i've been able to get because of how busy things get this time of year um but yeah looking forward to kind of getting past earnings, honestly, because they kind of distract me a little bit. I don't know if that's the same for you guys, but I'm like, ooh, what's going on? Should I trade around this? And then once the earnings season's passed, I get back to my kind of more core focus list. So kind of looking forward to that with the rate decision in the week afterwards. Um, a, lot, a lot of good stuff coming. We've got a holiday uh, live stream that we'll be kicking out here in a couple of weeks. So everybody make sure you tune into that. And uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe and smash the like button if you haven't already. Do appreciate everybody's support here and enjoying the live stream. Kay, what do you got coming this week? Well, uh, definitely the SaaS companies that are reporting earnings this week. And I'm actually, yeah, and then I'm actually looking at Broadcom and Lululemon um, because you have a semiconductor and a retail. Um, those are the ones. Um, yeah, and keeping a watch on ExxonMobil and uh, see how that plays out. How about you, Sean? Yeah, for, obviously for me, I'll be Neo on it on Tuesday afternoon uh, or morning here, I suppose. So looking forward to that one. And obviously just kind of managing my swings. I'm not going to do, I'm still kind of sitting back with my trading at the moment. Um, well, to a set with day trading, but sitting on my swings and kind of managing them. Um, like I said earlier, you know, kind of monitoring where to take profits where it might be a good idea. Um, but yeah, just kind of managing things at the moment and obviously looking forward to Neo earnings. Good stuff. Yeah. Neil's going to be exciting. I'm excited Monday for Marathon Digital. See how that position is going with, with Bitcoin pushing mm. towards 40K. I'm <laughs> um, looking forward to see what SoFi does, given that we're both on opposite sides. It's going to be really interesting to see how that goes and opposite sides. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. all right, guys, great stuff yet again. We'll do this again next week for sure. But in the meanwhile, uh, don't be shy to hit up Sean or Kay or myself on X. And uh, we'll be happy to get after it with some more trading talk. You guys have a great week out there. And thanks again. Awesome. Take care, guys. See you later. Bye.